0: Let's Go girls
1: From New York City to Los Angeles, powered up with Beck and Franklin, is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor. Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin.
2: Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And today is part of our transformation series as we adjust to all the changes that are happening out there, whether they be political, climate change, um, technology everything is going at warp speed and unfortunately we human beings remain human and the only thing we can change right now in many circumstances is ourselves and we're going to talk about today letting go we're going to talk about what that looks like what that feels like now linda and i have been on this two-year journey where we have been interviewing and talking to and reading some of the best minds in the change business if you will the the spirit business you name it we've read it we've talked to them and we've come up with some great strategies now We are by no means experts and we have not mastered this, but we want to share with you what we've learned so far in our journey because it's made really big changes in my life. And Linda, I'm going to let you speak for yourself.
3: Well yeah, well you say it's a two-year journey. Yes, this this particular journey on powered up has been a two-year journey, but I've on the I've been on this journey for many decades and um it's a continuation. I mean, you never get there. I mean, you're always striving for something else. So it it's a, just a continuation, but each each thing that you can resolve um as you go along makes your life that much sweeter. So it's certainly worth the effort uh, of just putting yourself in a position where you're open-minded enough to, to think about some of the things that we're going to talk about on these shows.
2: Well, and you know, I think one of the biggest things for me, Linda was the awareness that what I was doing was not working anymore. And I got that also a lot from my clients, and my clients are all over the world, and when you hear it in Australia, you hear it in Germany, you hear it in England, you know, we hear it in the United States here, over and over, what I'm doing isn't working anymore, and that was a big wake-up call for me, that initial gut feeling, but then the results that I wasn't getting with the tools and, and you know, kind of what I was doing before wasn't getting me to where I want to be.
3: Well, did they give you any specifics of exactly what wasn't working, or was it just a you know a gener- generality like everything wasn't working?
2: Well, at first it was like a systemic collapse of, you know, I used to send out all these things and get this response or I used to make this number of calls and get a response or I used to do X, Y and Z and I could produce, you know, P, Q and R. And then it started getting more defined, which a lot of what I heard was the harder I push the less results I get. And for many of us, you know, in the 80s, 90s, and the early 2000s, pushing was the name of the game. You pushed for what you want. You pushed against, you know, the flow. You pushed, you pushed, you pushed. And what I found was my pushers were not getting the results. And they were, in fact, getting frustrated. They were getting high blood pressure. They were getting you know, uh, a couple of them had a stroke, you know, they were pushing so hard on, on their companies. And I think we're easing into a gentler way of doing business and getting extraordinary results without all the pushing.
3: Yeah. But, you know, so I don't know, did they take this to, uh, you know, business is one thing, but it's, I mean, you're the one that's, directing all of this so it's coming from you were they taking it in that this applied like to life I mean not just business but to everything that we're doing Um, it didn't it's not working anymore in, in every aspect of their lives
2: absolutely absolutely I saw it transfer from from you know my clients who initially you know they work with me obviously for business and I'm not a therapist or a shrink so no. you know I don't have access to all their personal things but they do share things with me and they found that pushing their kids pushing their husband trying to push the relationship forward if they were dating that that pushing wasn't working for them anymore and they also were holding on to a lot holding on to a lot of of perceptions, of, of, you know, viewpoints and beliefs and, and, you know, like a chokehold. And when this shift started a couple years ago, I, as well as a lot of my clients were really lost as to, you know, what to do for a while. And there is a, a gentler way to get what you want and a more effective way to get what you want other than killing yourself, whether it's in your personal life or your professional life
3: and what is that called it's called letting go right letting go yeah and so many people don't want to let go because they they they're having such a tight hold on the reins of control that they're that they're afraid if they let go then all hell is going to break loose but what they don't get is it's going to all hell is going to break loose if you do keep holding on to the reins
2: right right and you know carrying all these things forward it was amazing how Um, one of the exercises that I gave my my clients was, you know, this journal, these morning pages uh, that I learned from from another client. And I said, just sit down in the morning and dump all your feelings out, dump all your thoughts, dump, dump, dump. And, you know, some dumped for a week or two, some of them are still doing their dump in the morning, because we do as human beings hold on to memories, to thoughts, to beliefs, to things that don't serve us. And we put them down on a piece of paper, Linda, and they look silly. I mean, I look at some of the stuff that I really thought at one point, and I'm shocked at, at the fact that I could really think that. And it wasn't even something I thought of myself. It was something I was told repeatedly, you know, as a child. But it, it became part of me, even though it wasn't true. Right.
3: And so I mean what these shows are going to be and we're going to use this word a lot is consciousness. You know right. that it, that that is the important thing that we have to learn to elevate our consciousness so that we can not pay attention, we can let go, we can have we can tap into the higher parts of ourselves and and by doing all of this we're going to have a an easier time through life, a happier time, a more joyful time, but we've got to we've got to work at it. I mean, it's not going to come unless we do it. This is something we can only do for ourselves. Nobody else can do it for us. Um, it's it's it, you know it's work that that's what we're here to do. And so you have a choice: either you can do it, or you don't, or you, or you don't have to do it. But with with the things that are happening. Every day, um, that's making it very, very obvious that nothing is going to be like it was. We can't, we're not going to go back to to that. We're we're moving forward at a very, very rapid pace. In order to sustain ourselves, we're going to have to, we're going to have to change and elevate our consciousness to to match it.
2: Absolutely, you know, Linda. We've got a message from our sponsor today. We have a fantastic new sponsor to share with you today, and we welcome Fab Fit Fun. Fab Fit Fun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. Imagine opening up your Fab Fit Fun box each season with brands like Michael Stars, Trina Turk, Moroccan Oil, Dr. Brandt. Juice Beauty, Zoya, Beaker, and Chris Nations. Celebrity fans include Martina McBride, Ashley Tisdale, Bethany Frankel, Kyle Richards, and so many more. Each box retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. The Fall Box will be released in September, and they sell out fast, so don't miss out. Check out fabfitfun.com, and use the code POWEREDUP to save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com, and use the code POWEREDUP. Every FabFitFun box has a value of over $200, and it's the perfect way to treat yourself with the most amazing products of the season. Become a member today and get your first box for just $39.99 when you use the code POWEREDUP at fabfitfun.com. With FabFitFun, you get a box of full-size products four times a year. FabFitFun, code powered up, order yours today. Now, Linda, one of the things that I want to share with our audience is that we are still working on what we're talking about. It's not like you learn this, master it, and move on to the next one. It really is a day-to-day process.
3: Yeah, yeah because um you know we've had our whole lifetime to work on these habits and and these emotional <laughs> traumas that we walk around with, but the, you know we the first the first thing that we have to do in order to make it to change and to make it better is to is to just take a look at what we're doing, and so many people don't because um for whatever reason it's too painful, it hurts um I don't have, you know, all the excuses that they'll make, I don't have time to do that. Um, And they just, they kind of go along like they're kind of in a, in a daze. And it's, you know, one day just kind of melts into the other and you wake up in the morning and do the same thing over and over again. And then you do, you have a crazy day and then you come home and then you go to sleep and start all over again. So you've you've got to be aware, you've got to, you've got to, look at what you're doing. And then when you look at what you're doing, you look at the results of what you're
2: doing. Well, and you know, there is an issue about time. Like, you know, I loved what you said about that because you do need to take time, but nobody's asking you to take hours out of your day. What we're asking you to do is to take a minute, take 10 seconds, take 15 seconds here and there. It's amazing the The changes you can see in yourself if you just slow down enough to see and think about what you're doing and saying. Now, we're going to talk more about this. We're going to talk about how to let go. We're going to talk about numbing our feelings. We're going to talk about confronting our pain in this episode And why do we do this? Because our success, our freedom, and our lives depend on it. This is some of the most important lessons you'll ever learn, especially if you're struggling. If you're you're working on creating the life you want, being fulfilled and happy, you're going to want to stick around for the rest of today's show. We'll be back after the break.
1: We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
4: Welcome to Geraldine Tegelov Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem, you can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelove live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. It's, never
0: heard. it's well known in medical practices that patients tend to lie about their health habits. They lie about how much they smoke, understate how much they drink or eat, and overstate how much they exercise. What's another word for those little white lies we like to tell in the examination room? Teradiddles. Doctors have a rule of thumb. Whatever the patient says they're drinking, smoking, or eating, multiply it by two. But it's hard to come clean about your habits when you know you're in for some jobation from the doctor. That's criticism we don't want to hear. If physicians want us to be honest with them, I suggest they try being a little less judgmental and use a little suave eloquence. That's soothing, encouraging talk. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
1: We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and
2: Franklin. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and we are talking about letting go today. Letting go of things, letting go of feelings, letting go of thoughts, letting go of beliefs that may not serve us anymore. But Linda, before we get into how to do that, why do we all hold on to things that don't serve us? I mean, we all do it. There's not anybody on the planet that doesn't hold on to something, especially a belief or a feeling that no longer serves them. Well, I think, I,
3: like I said in the last um, last segment, the people don't even realize what they're doing. It just becomes part of, of what you do, part of who you are, and they, they don't take time to, to look at it, to dissect it, and to and then to feel what that is doing to you. So it's just like, you know, it's like rote so that you have to take the time to 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 take a good look at what you're doing, why you're doing it in order to change it. Otherwise, you're just going to keep on doing business as usual. So t- we have to learn and to take responsibility for our actions and for a lot of people that's really tough because um it's really easier for so many people to say, well, it wasn't me. It was him. It was her. It was my kids. It was my husband. It was my job. I don't have the time. I have to go to the gym. It, it, it's, there's always a reason why you can't do it. So taking responsibility is, is a big one and getting rid of the excuses And I think a big reason why people don't do it is because change is scary for so many people. They would rather stay in the status quo, even though the status quo may suck, than take the chance. If they change, it would be worse.
2: Well, I agree. I mean, I think about like while you were talking, I was thinking about kind of like the word saying yes. You know, I was taught as a little girl to be of service. The church encouraged me to be in service and um, my family encouraged me to be in service. And I don't know what happened along the way, but I got it in my head That I had to say yes to every volunteer opportunity or yes to every fundraiser or yes to every whatever. And, you know, there was a part of that that felt really good, Linda, but I was getting overwhelmed in doing for others. I wasn't taking care of myself and my house and everything that I needed to do for me because that felt selfish. And it was only when I got really burned out and I sat down and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore and I made a list of what I didn't want to do and I realized that I was saying yes to all these things for everybody else's reasons but my own. Yeah, but
3: so uh, so did but then did you go one step di- uh, further and say, "Yeah, I I'm saying yes to all these things. It's not making me feel good. I don't want to do it anymore." But why what in me makes me made me do it or still makes me do it? What What is that thing that n- makes me feel, what are you afraid of if you don't say yes?
2: Well, that people wouldn't like me, people would think I'm selfish, you know, people wouldn't think I was a good person, you know, all these silly things, you know, none of those made sense. And that's why when I put it down on paper, it looked so foolish. You yeah. know, it looked so foolish if I was my best friend sitting next to me and looking at this, um... I would have said to her, like, you don't need to do all these things. You are good enough. You are nice enough. You are friendly enough. Whatever enough is, you are all those things. And, you know, you can't control what people think. So I had, like, this little conversation with myself. And shortly thereafter, I resigned from a couple national charities. I resigned my positions that I really didn't want to do anymore. I was doing them well, but half-heartedly. And the great thing was when I pulled away from all this, you know, Nature Abhors a Vacuum, young people came in and took my place and they re-energized the organization. They brought new life into it because they were actually making the choice, as far as I know, that they wanted to do it. And that was very different from my kind of grudging, obligatory acceptance of what had always been. And letting go of some of those things I realized I didn't need them to feel good about myself and I didn't want them because there were other things I wanted to do, other ways that I could serve in a way that was good for me. And, you know, but it took a little soul searching.
3: Yeah, because it's always easier to stay put. You know, this is the way I do things and this is I, I, you know, this is the way I do things. This is me. But it isn't you. It's it's an illusion. And in another show, we talked about all this, you know, this mind chatter. You know, the voices in our heads that are constantly giving us mixed signals: do it, don't do it. You know, they're going to like you. They're not going to like you. Um, You know, and and it means nothing. It's just garble. They might as well be talking, God, I don't know what language, but it, it it it's meaningless. And yet we listen to it. So when we stop. And we, you know, we take uh, like an inventory of of what the heck we're doing and, and who we're listening to and why we're doing it. Like you said, it can be it can be shocking. You say, oh, my God, how can I be doing that to myself?
2: Right. I mean, you know, and I didn't blame, you know, at first I was like, oh my gosh, my fourth grade teacher said this, my priest said that my parents said this, you know, my sibling said that it was really easy to point the finger. But at the end of the day, it was me who was choosing to think this thought, you know, and that that was a hard one for me, because I had to take all the responsibility. I didn't take responsibility for how they got there. But I had to take responsibility for keeping them there, for holding them to me. And so what I did was I wrote down the opposite. I wrote down on a piece of paper. Actually, I wrote it on an index card. I wrote like 20 of them. But I wrote these new thoughts that I was going to think about myself, like I am enough. I can say no and feel good about myself. I can resign from this organization and it will be the best for everyone. Maybe not initially, because, you know, when you make all these changes, it is scary. And, you know, there are feelings associated with them. And it was important that I didn't numb out those feelings. You know, I could have numbed myself a variety of ways and just let this, you know, kind of epiphany go by the wayside.
3: Yes, and let's talk about how people numb themselves out, because they don't want to deal with how they're feeling. I mean, you know, we've made a list of them. I mean, you know, they eat too much, they drink too much, they smoke, they exercise, they read, they watch TV, they'll have indiscriminate sex, Um, you know, they'll gamble. They'll do anything to distract themselves from feeling what's going on inside and eventually those things are going to really really hurt you and your body's going to start to give you signals to say hey what are you doing to me I don't like it and and you know if you don't stop it I'm going to I'm going to make you you know I'm going to make you pay by having you know whatever ulcers and heart attacks and, and strokes and acid reflux and all of those things that that that, that we don't want But that's what we're doing to ourselves because we're not dealing with who we really are. We're not dealing with our power. We're choosing to numb ourselves out rather than to take a look inside. Why is it so scary for people to take a look inside?
2: Well, I think, you know, we do these things, you know, we numb out because we don't feel strong. We don't feel empowered. We don't feel capable. So it's just a way of emotionally hiding. You know, at times in my life like when right after I got divorced Linda and you know my mom was was had just died, I was so raw. It was easier for me to play video games, it was easier for me to read. I would do these computer jobs and this is where I was fooling myself. I would do these computer jobs that would take me 22 hours at a clip and yes, I would make all this money and yes, I needed this money, but What it did was it filled up all my hours until I was completely exhausted, and then I would sleep for a day, and, you know, thankfully, my kids, you know, were were either in school or they would go to their dads or, you know, whatever, you know, Um, but I could numb myself out in seemingly necessary ways, but when I look back at that time in my life, that workaholic aspect of myself was no different than an alcoholic, you know, taking a drink. I just was choosing to work myself to death so that i didn't feel anything i could stay in that numbness and then the great thing was i was so exhausted at the end of my work day i would have my break, my dinner or whatever maybe go for a swim go for a, you know a quick run or something on the treadmill and then fall into bed exhausted no different than numbing myself out with 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 something else
3: yeah cuz yeah. i'm afraid I, yes you, you were afraid of what would happen if you stopped. Yep. And because, and that's, you know, that's control. That's a controlling issue. You know, you have it with others. You have it with yourself. You know, I'm a, you know, I, I, I'm a control freak. I'm, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm pulling back. I'm learning to pull back because being in, being a control freak um, and not letting go is, it is so hard to live your life that way because anytime anything goes outside of your little boundary of okay, you're in angst yeah and, and that is just a terrible thing you know i've told we've uh, we've I've told you about um how to, sometimes my husband will leave the house and he says I'll be back in thirty minutes and he doesn't come back for three hours and and it, that's beyond my bubble. I can't, you know, I don't know how to handle that because he's not. I'm not in control of that anymore. And then my head, you know, that mind chatter that we talk about goes into full full bore. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, he's in a ditch somewhere. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And it, it's so unnecessary. It, it, you know, what? It always blows me away what we're capable of doing to ourselves. And nobody can hurt yeah. ourselves as much as we can.
2: No, and we don't even have to do anything. We could be sitting at the kitchen chair at the table having a cup of tea and just just beating ourselves up incessantly on the inside.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, that's not it, so th- that's what uh, so many people do and we're going to tr- hopefully plant that seed again that's going to help you get out of that mode because it, you know, it doesn't work. You, we're capable and we're of so much more, of, of so much more happiness, of such so much more freedom. Um, and we just have to allow that to happen for ourselves, and it can, because it's happening for us, and, you know, we're we're doing it.
2: We are. We're doing the work, and we're going to come back after commercial break, and we're going to talk about some of the things that we've been doing that work for us, so maybe they can work for you, especially if you're – unsatisfied if you're frustrated if you're not living the life you want or living how you want every day getting up you can actually wake up and feel great with a smile on your face no matter what else is going on in the world we'll be back after the break
1: we've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages
5: this is for Awesome into the fountain of youth. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know, but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
1: Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin.
3: This is for all you girls about
5: 42.
2: Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and we are talking about confronting some of the thoughts that we have and the pain that they cause us. And for many of us, we just kind of stuff all this down and it comes out in different ways. It can come out in an explosive argument. It can come out in crying in the bathroom. It can come out in an upset stomach or an ulcer or, you know, any number of ways um, that that we can, you know, kind of we can delude ourselves, but only for so long. And one of the things that I found in, you know, both Linda and I talk a lot about this is Sitting down and confronting your pain, and I did this with a therapist at first, and then I got much better at it um, sitting by myself. And one of the things, Linda, that I do now, and, you know, the kids kind of laugh at me a little bit, but it does work. I have little notepads, like, everywhere. They're all over my house. They're in my car. There's one in my purse. And when something is bothering me, I actually sit down and and do, like, a little five-minute analysis of it it's like okay what am I feeling now because sometimes it's hard for me to identify whether I'm mad sad angry or frustrated and I have to rule out you know did I get enough sleep did I get something to eat have I gotten enough exercise or do I need some water like all of those things can mask or make things worse. almost like a little baby you know you do that little check Um, but I sit down and I write down like what am I mad about and it's always stupid stuff and then I ask myself, "Well, what am I really mad about?" and or "What am I really sad about?" And that helps me get to the root of the emotion, and then I can decide whether or not this is something I should keep, or this is something that I need to kind of retrain myself or give away.
3: Or let go. This whole show is about letting go. And I think yeah. that when, you know when you take the time and you're brave enough to ask yourself, you know, why am I doing this, and where does it come from? And that's the only way you're going to get rid of it, is to to sit in it. Where did, you know, why am I doing this? Why do I keep doing this? Where did it come from? Go back, go back, go back. Where did it come from? And then, when you look at it, you might say, hmm, you know, this happened when I was 10 years old, this happened when I was 20, 20 years old, but you know what, it really doesn't pertain to my life anymore, so why am I holding on to it, and why am I doing the same thing or reacting the same way I did 20 years ago, and when you, you, know, when you look at it, and you examine it, and you pull it apart, and you say, okay, you know what, I'm making a conscious, here's that word again, decision to let this go, it no longer serves me.
2: Well, and that those are, you know, those are the that's that's the framework. And I'm going to give you an example. Um, Just today, I was really mad, Linda, because my kids weren't listening to me, you know, pretty common occurrence in my household in the morning. And then I sat down and thought, what am I really mad about? And What I was really mad about, you know, I was a middle child. I had older siblings and younger siblings. And, you know, everybody in my household had an opinion. And mine was often lost because I was in the middle and I was the peacemaker. So I was really like what happened in my kitchen this morning reflected back to me being like a 10-year-old girl at the dinner table going, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. And then I thought to myself, well, what do I do with this? And when I really sat down and thought about it, it's not real anymore. And I thought about my kids weren't listening to me, but you know what They're kids and what I was saying really wasn't that earth shattering, you know, it wasn't like, <laughs> you know, going to affect their life in any big way. And, um, so I thought to myself, is this even real? And it really wasn't because my kids are kids. They shine me on all the time. I wasn't giving them, you know, the Magna Carta. I was just giving them some instructions And it was no big deal if they didn't listen to me. And I had blown it out of proportion. So I thought to myself, do I want to keep this or do I want to give it away? And I'm like, I want to give it away. And then I asked myself, is it real? Because the feelings were real, but the feelings were anchored back in that 10-year-old girl. They weren't anchored in the, you know, mom standing in the kitchen.
3: Absolutely. and You know what? We all feel that way. I feel that way, too. The thing that upsets me the most and where where I see the red flag is when I don't feel that I'm being heard. Everybody wants to feel heard. And when you're not, it's like they're, they're dismissing you like you don't matter and you're not important. And that, I'm working on that one. I mean, you know, I haven't mastered it yet, but I'm working on it, but but I but I see it, I realize it, and I don't know exactly where it came from because I don't I don't remember a lot in my childhood, but I would say that that was probably back way, 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 way when I would say things and my parents didn't listen to me because I wasn't important enough and what I had to say didn't matter. And this is like God knows how many decades after that, and it still bugs me when I feel people aren't listening. And when they do listen, it's like I'm so appreciative of somebody that actually looks you in the eye and uh, and, uh, is absorbing because what you're saying is important. I mean, I just want to hug them. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know if that's a woman thing, but I think it's a man thing too, because we all want to feel like we matter. Right, we matter. You know, we we want the eye contact, we want we want some you know, sometimes I you know, my husband and I will have been having conversation and then two days later, I'll go back and remember what we said. And he doesn't even remember what I said because he wasn't listening. He was, he, he was going through his own dialogue in his head and not listening at all to what I was saying. And, that, uh-huh. and so then I get, so then that, you know, that brings up that, that, that evil devil all over again. Because, and I, but, I'm, but I recognize it, I'm learning it, and I'm, and I'm learning to calm it down just like you are.
2: Well, yeah, because, you know, when I thought about the kids this morning, I'm like, did you guys wash out your water bottles and refresh them? Because, you know, sometimes they'll use the same scummy water bottle for like three days because they're boys. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, like, you know, kind of as I was going through this little exercise, you know, standing there at the kitchen counter while the kids are totally shining me on. And I thought to myself, "Okay, they're not listening to me. I said my piece. I could get really upset and have it ruin my morning. Or I could just drop it, because the fact the matter is, Linda, it doesn't affect me one bit. If they have scummy, gross water to drink, if they get a bellyache, if it doesn't taste good, too bad, so sad. You should have listened to mom.
3: Yeah. And, but then you, know, you say yeah. But then you say, well, I'm the one that'll have to pay the consequences because they're going to come to me, mommy. I don't feel well, and then you're going to have to take care of it because
2: it's. No, and that's and an, say you should have cleaned your water bottle. <laughs>
3: It's okay. Get very sick. You didn't listen to mommy. You're on your own. (laughs) Right.
2: But, I mean, at some point, you know, they're 11 and 14. They're not toddlers, you know. Yeah. If they don't want to, you know, bring their gym clothes home, they can be stinky gym guy. You know, they can have the girls go, you smell, you know. You know, there's only so much we can do. Um, to influence others and so all we can do is focus on ourselves and when I focused on myself going okay I have said this no more less than three times they're not listening they don't want to hear it they're doing whatever that's fine Um, I'm not going to get upset but I'm also not going to go clean their water bottles for them and you know it was it was this kind of little dialogue I had in myself and I took the time to do it instead of like I chose how I was going to respond. I didn't do my knee jerk reaction. Go well if you're not washing your water bottle bottles given to me, I'll wash them, you know, and then yell at them the whole way to school. Right?
3: No. Well, we're using that as an example, so we know that the you know we we. We have those damaging thoughts, and they're not, they 're not there have probably very little to do as you said about the water bottles or or anything else it 's something that's that 's stuck in us that we need to let go so then we have to so we have to let let those damaging thoughts go, and then we have to kind of replace them with healthier ones because well, it, and if we get rid of if we let go there 's room. There's room. It's like cleaning out a closet. If you throw away all the clothes that you don't wear now, there's room for for new clothes. So if we throw away all the old stuff that we don't need anymore, then there's room to add something that's new that that we will use and that can enhance our lives rather than detract from it.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, if we go back to the water bottle thing, When I was driving, after I dropped off both kids at school today, Linda, I was driving home thinking about this and thinking about today's show. And I'm like, I talk on the radio. I'm heard by lots of people. So what does it matter that I'm not heard by two teenagers or I'm not heard? So, you know, I replaced that thought of going, you know, I might have been a little girl who was caught in the middle in a big family and not heard. But I'm heard every day as part of my job, and I just had to shift my way of thinking.
3: Yes, and I, you know, and I don't know if that's an ego shift or not. I was thinking that,
2: <sighs>
3: okay, so I'll, I'll I'll go back to my example. So my husband isn't listening to me, but you know what? I, I know I have to respect where he is, and he and I are not on the same. You know <laughs> we're not in the same place, so I have to respect where he is and not be judgmental and not bounce on him every time that he does something that I think is stupid and that <laughs> and that and that's a big one, so it's not it's not an ego thing, well you know what I, I am I'm not in his you know if you look at it, you know different tiers. Of things, you know, building a cake. You know, he he. You have to recognize where people are, so it's not who they are, they're where they are. And if if you're on, let's say, level five, and they're on level two, they're not going to be as as conscious as you are. So you either have you have to respect where they are, or try to get them where you are, but not too hard because some this is a a, a lonesome job. You got to do it on your own. But it kind of helps calm you down when you realize that everybody isn't where you are.
2: You know, we're going to talk about that when we get back from break because that's a big concept. And, you know, it took me a while to understand what that really meant in applying things because it's easy to look at people and go well he's 10 and you're 30 or you're 50 so you should know x y and z but it's really not that simple and when we come back from the break we're going to deconstruct it's not who you are or what you are but where you are we'll be back after these messages
1: we've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
3: Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today.
0: In 1929, William Lear and Elmer Wavering of Quincy, Illinois, were out driving with their girlfriends. One of the girls suggested it would be even more romantic if they could listen to music. The guys liked the idea and started tinkering with installing a home radio in the car. They sold their idea to a radio manufacturing company and applied for a loan with a local banker to get production started. Thinking it might sweeten the deal, they installed one of their new radios in the banker's vehicle. Unfortunately, the banker's car caught on fire, and they didn't get the loan. They must have felt like Dunder Klumpens. Not giving up, they drove to a radio convention and sat outside in the car with the radio blasting. Soon, orders were pouring in and taking a cue from the Victrola because their radio was going in a car. They called it the Motorola. It's Day, the I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
1: We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin.
2: Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin, and we are talking about letting go. And, you know, Linda, we both have that same I don't know if it's a pet peeve, it's a thorn, it's a frustration, it's a whatever, of being heard. And, you know, the funny thing is, is we're both heard on the radio each week. So you would think we would get that heard need met. But what I'm finding is with the advent of technology, I cannot tell you, I was out with a guy last week with my kids. And he told the kids to put their phones away. And he put his phone away. And we all looked at each other at dinner and then just... (laughs) (laughs) laughed right out loud because normally everybody's preoccupied. They've got their snoots in their cell phones. They're not looking up. They're not making eye contact or everything is going at such a breakneck pace that people are thinking about everything else under the sun other than listening or they're preparing what they're going to say next. And I wonder if that need to be heard is also reflected in social media where people are posting things because they want to be heard. I mean, at our core, everyone wants to be heard.
3: Yes. And you know, I think that that's that's perfect. Like you know, for for all of this social media stuff, because you see it. Oh, you know, I'm here cruising, and and I'm I'm in Europe, and oh, and and people are taking pictures of their damn food, which you know just drives me crazy. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> but you know, it's like okay, you know, I'm 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 successful. I'm important. I'm this. I'm that. You know, you may be sitting at home, but here I am, and I'm you know I I'm in Europe. I'm in Paris. Oh, isn't this wonderful? you know it's like yeah it's the same thing i want to be heard i want to be heard i want you to, you know i want you to think i'm special because you know i'm doing all of these fabulous things but you know what the only way that you're going to feel special you can you can go to a million trips you can eat a million fancy fancy meals you can have the you know the most wonderful husband and children and family and whatever the only one that can make you feel special is you. So when, you, when you're when you wondering why people aren't listening or you're insulted because you're not being heard, it's like that's the perfect time to go in inside and say, okay, why is that so important to me? Because maybe I don't feel good enough about myself and I need that reinforcement from others and when I'm not getting it, it really makes me mad. Hmm, that's something to think about. I can give that to myself. So no matter if nobody ever listens to me for the rest of my life, I'm okay because I I went inside and and I know that I'm okay.
2: This well, is, and what I a think, gift. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I agree with you, because there are times when I'm feeling really beat up as a single parent, and I go on to Facebook, and I might post something funny or whatever, and then I get all these thumbs up and all these likes, and I feel so good, you know, walking out of this, like, you know, five minute computer exercise, I and it's know. silly. It's so silly, because, you know, it it didn't really change anything. It changed everything. But I can also give myself my own thumbs up. Like I, I know. Can say, you did a really good job. And that's, you know, going back to the, you know, last week's episode about, you know, the voices in our head. That's about changing the voices in our head. Because I can get up in the morning and go... Oh my God, the house is a mess. The dishes aren't done. You got to take the garbage out. You got to collect this. You got to, got to, you have to, have to, blah, blah, blah. Or I can get up in the morning and go, oh my gosh, you really did a great job last night with the kids. They had a great time. You put a great meal together for everybody. And I can do those dishes later. Yes. Like, what a difference.
3: Yeah, give yourself a break. I mean, it's 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 all of this, and that you know, people people love what you did. You don't need to go on Facebook for reinforcement. And I'm not chastising you because you know, if you're on Facebook and you have a picture, and then someone says, "Oh, you look so pretty," it's like, "Oh, isn't that nice?" Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, God Almighty, we have got so much stuff going on inside of us. We, when we look in the mirror, are we saying, "Oh, yeah, I I I'm really pretty." I'm. I've got it. You know. No, we need no. someone else. To, <laughs> we need someone else to do it for us. Holy mackerel! But you know, this is the work. This is this is the work that we got to let go of all of the stuff that hasn't been working. We do not want to live in Groundhog Day anymore. We don't want every day to be the same as the day before, and the year before, and decade before, in order to make change in. Our lives, we have to make changes in ourselves. That's what these shows are all about. And, you know, sometimes our listeners are going to say, this this is hard to listen to, but you know what? This is what it's all about. You know, raising your consciousness so that you're in a good place is going to change your life.
2: Well, and, you know, a lot of this is taught in success training, it's taught in leadership, it's taught on, you know, kind of mental toughness, you know, when you study some of these disciplines, you know, I I did a lot of leadership training, I work a lot with the military, and, you know, they don't sit there and tell people they look fat in their uniform, I mean, (laughs) we do that, you know, we do that in our heads, And, and part of, you know, kind of mastery about this idea of it's not who you are or what you are, but where you are, where you are on this continuum of self-mastery Yes. Yes. and one of the self-mastery tools is that recognizing the thoughts in our head but taking it one step further and going I recognize that I do this to myself now what mastery step number two is do I let it go? Do I replace it with something that that actually helps me, makes me feel good, allows me to be more productive that day? These are those choices that we talk about. These this is responding and not reacting. Yeah, reacting is me wanting to whip the water bottles at the kids.
3: Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I mean my goal now in, in life is to is to is to you call it a continuum. I I want to keep elevating myself on that continuum because every time I make a, a, a little stride forward, my life changes. Everything changes. My thoughts change. My beliefs change. My fears are let go. And so that's what my goal is: is to just keep on moving up and up. I want I want to be as high as I can so that I can really appreciate who I am, the life that I have, the people in my life, everything. I mean, it changes everything. And, you know, all of this work that we've been doing um, has changed my fears. It has my, It's changed my fears about living. It's changed my fears about dying. It's changed my fears on a lot of things. And, you know, I'm still a work in progress, but I do... You can't fool yourself and, and say things are changing and they're not. You, I mean, it's visceral. You, you, the fear that you had over something, all of a sudden one day, it's not there anymore.
2: Right? Right. And it's it just evaporates. And you didn't need to, you know, hit it with bug spray. You didn't need to call an exterminator. You didn't need to spend a million dollars. It's just these choices that we make in our thoughts every day. And the choices that we make in honoring our feelings make all the difference as, as goofy as it sounds. The sky gets bluer, the sun gets brighter, the flowers look prettier. I mean, it truly is amazing how everything changes when you lift the negative thoughts off, you lift the veil of fear, you start lifting things off yourself, you feel lighter and brighter. I mean, it it sounds like, you know, we're drinking goofy juice, but it's just a choice. And it's a choice that you make once then you make it again and again and you start seeing the results almost immediately
3: yeah because everything we do is a choice you know we can go we can go down that road or we can go down that road i've been down that road a lot of times and i know what happens if i go down that road so am i going to be brave enough to try to go down this other road and see what happens am i willing to take that risk and if you do Absolutely. then you're gonna get the rewards. You're not gonna get the rewards going down the same old road time and time again. So this is this is work only you can do on yourself. Nobody nobody can help you with this except maybe our Facebook community that we, we started a Facebook <laughs> page called Powered Up Community. And if you have questions, I want you to put them on, 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 you know, go to our Facebook page, list your questions, we will get back to you. I want, we want to hear your thoughts, we want to hear, you know, what's going on in your lives. Um, I, you know, I think that this is going to be a very powerful page, uh, and a way to, for us all to be one community and talk because, we, you know, we all have the same issues. And, you know, I can say something or Sandra can say something or you can say something that could change a lot of lives. So we really encourage you to go to our Powered Up uh, community page on Facebook and, and let us know that you, you know, follow us and, and talk to us.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the one takeaway, like I want to give everybody a takeaway today. And this is, you know, something that I had come up with, you know, this morning when I was doing my morning pages is I want to be conscious of when I say the words have to or should, because when I say I have to or I should, I'm Giving myself a message, Linda, that I'm doing something not because it serves me. And sometimes I have to pick up the kids, but sometimes I don't have to. I can call, you know, another mom friend and we can take turns. There's whenever you see yourself saying have to or should, that to me is a red flag that it needs examining. Like that to me is about as boiled down as I can get.
3: Yeah, well, you know, this is really important work because you know your freedom, your happiness, and your success depend on your ability to let go. Let go of what's not working for you, and make room for stuff that will. And um, we're going to offer you lots of uh, lots of alternatives on these shows. Um, so we encourage you to keep listening because you know it is life changing, and, and we can attest to that.
2: We can. So that Facebook page is Powered Up Community. So you can go to Facebook and join and, and, you know, talk to us um, about what we're talking about and your experiences. Because one of the things that Linda and I have found that when we try these things and we experience them and we have reactions, we can talk about them with each other. I think that has been the most healing part of this journey for me was the ability to share some of these things with you, Linda.
3: No, absolutely. Um, it's very, very hard to do this alone, um, so that's why we started this page, but if you have a friend, encourage them to listen to the shows because it's so great to have somebody to bounce, to bounce your feelings off of, somebody that's sort of on the same wavelength as you are. Very, very, very helpful.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. On behalf of Powered Up Talk Radio, this is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. We'll be back again next week when we talk about, ta da! We're going to talk about knowing when to walk away.
1: We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and